Our sponsor for today's episode is My Catholic Doctor. For more than 2,000 years, the Catholic Church has led the world in healthcare, answering the call of Jesus Christ to heal the sick and proclaim the kingdom of God is near. At My Catholic Doctor, they answer that call by providing evidence-based, holistic Catholic healthcare to all God's people. My Catholic Doctor is a nationwide organization that brings a network of faithful medical professionals to patients through telehealth, in-person care, and a referral network. They provide a convenient and affordable option to take care of you and your family's needs. As a telehealth provider, they can initiate your medical care virtually, order any necessary labs or imaging, and send prescriptions to the pharmacy of your choice. Their team of physicians, nurse practitioners, and certified educators meet you where you are in your suffering and accompany you on a path to healing. They integrate Catholic spirituality into their care to ensure God comes first in the decisions, treatments, and procedures to heal your mind, body, and soul. When you visit My Catholic Doctor, you will find a provider who not only meets your immediate medical needs, but who exceeds your expectations for the level of compassion, understanding, and appreciation for you as sons and daughters of Christ. To find out more about the services they provide, meet their providers, and schedule an appointment, visit MyCatholicDoctor.com. As a special thank you to our Abiding Together listeners, they are offering a $25 off for your first appointment through May 30th. So please visit mycatholicdoctor.com forward slash abide25 to claim your gift certificate. That's mycatholicdoctor.com. Hello and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. This podcast is born out of our friendship and all that the Lord is doing in our lives. You hear us laugh, you hear us cry, you hear us share very vulnerably, and you hear us talk about the things that we're still learning along the way, and you're most welcome to join us. You can find out all of our information on our podcast episodes on abidingtogetherpodcast.com. But for now, grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about untying the knots and the knots that all of us have in our life, perhaps for you, areas of unforgiveness or bitterness, or just the things where we keep getting stuck in certain things and patterns in our life. So we're going to talk about those very things. And But one thing that is not a knot is, <laughs> is this beautiful day with my dear friends, um, Heather and Michelle. So Michelle, how is the Easter season treating you still? The Easter season is treating me well. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Spring, mm-hmm. sunshine, flowers. If I could be outside 24-7, I would. It's just beautiful. I love mm-hmm. it. And we have this amazing unicorn float in our pool called yes, Carl. Carl. Yes, sister was very attached to Carl while she <laughs> was I took here. a picture of him. I didn't tell you that, but I actually took a picture of him to keep it with me in my heart. So <laughs> it's true. This is happening It is right so now. funny. Our daughter, Lily, kept on saying, I need to just tell Carl hello. And so, <laughs> yeah. So it is the magical time of unicorns in our backyard. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hey. Can't beat that. Mm-hmm. Sister, how are you? So true. It, I'm doing very well. It's and it's very true. Nothing like an inflatable unicorn float just to make your day a little bit brighter because you're doing dishes at your house and all of a sudden you see this unicorn just its head going back and forth and you're like, what's <laughs> happening to me right now? We have one of those two actually Do and you? her name is Caroline. So <laughs> Caroline <laughs> and Carl, we didn't even know this. I mean, they're like this. twins. Yeah, there you go. Now Ooh. is... For just the help of our listeners, Heather, is Caroline right now floating on the deep sea of your backyard pool? No, actually, not right this second. Bill. 
Well, I mean, it's Canada. We're not quite there yet. People. We're almost there. We're almost there. She's almost ready to make her entrance into the pool. You're like, our pool yet. was practically frozen last week. Give us a break. For <laughs> the love like, of Pete. We're just getting cherry blossoms. Stop giving me a hard time. I know. I know. We don't get you around pool time with Caroline, I wish. but Well, you know, maybe one day. Maybe one day. All right. We're just going to dive in here. And so our scripture quote for this week's episode comes from the letter to the Ephesians where St. Paul says to us, do not be afraid to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal any unforgiveness or bitterness. The longer you hide it, the stronger it will become and the harder your heart will grow. Stay tenderhearted. How? Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you." And I think we could all, this almost feels like the C.S. Lewis quote that says, everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive. So I think we can all agree. Like, that's a great, you go, St. Paul, like you do that thing. And then we look in our hearts in the garden of our hearts and holy cow, do we not all see at times in our hearts, mm. little bitter roots and uh, unforgiveness and all kinds of things happening in our hearts. So Heather, do you want to kind of jump in here and talk about this particular passage and undoing the knots? And what is the Lord speaking to you personally in all this? Oh my gosh. You know, there's just a lot of times where I'm like, I don't want to. Like I can be that person. (laughs) No, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't feel like it. And I really don't. And so I won't, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's much easier to just avoid stuff like this. I think for me, like I just don't want to think about it. So I'll just block it out and do other things. And so if I'm not thinking about it, it's sort of like, well, I'm not really, you know, being like mean or malicious in my heart. I'm just not thinking about it. I'm just avoiding it. But what I've realized is that that stuff is in there, you know, like avoiding doesn't take it away. And it doesn't mean that those things aren't active within my heart and affecting me. And I, I, I mean, gosh, we could go down the road of all the studies, you know, of unforgiveness and how that hurts mm-hmm. your actual physical body and all those things. And that's all true, but that's not why we need to set people free mm-hmm. and forgive. And I, I'm just reminded of just so many moments where it's like forgiveness is not easy. It is when you're like little, you know, you're like somebody steals your toy. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I forgive you. And you feel really good about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's certain things where you can feel really good about yourself. And it's like, oh, that was nice. That was a nice moment. But more often than not, they're they're really, really painful. And and it's not clean. It's not as clean as like, oh, I'm sorry that I did this. Okay, I, I will choose to forgive you and then we'll restore a relationship. It's not as clean as that. Sometimes we ask for forgiveness and people don't say, I forgive you. Or we need someone to say that to us and they don't and they won't and they won't ever, you know. And so what do we do with all of these places that feel like they're not tied up in a neat little bow? Mm-hmm. And... That's what we're going to press into some of that today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, when I read the scripture, what does it mean for me to be tenderhearted? Yeah. I love what that is part. it to me for my heart to be fully open and all parts open for the Lord to come in? But also, when you're something is open, like another C.S. Lewis quote, it means you're fully loving, it means you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of us to be vulnerable, also means that we don't feel like we are protected, are cared for, are guarded. So we feel like it's our own job to self-protect, self-guard, mm-hmm. because whatever it is in our story, we have not mm-hmm. felt protected or guarded. A couple of um, weeks ago for me, like a huge mind shift for me or a shift in even prayer was I realized like I have to be guarded or I have to self-protect. If not, this hypervigilance, something will happen. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and I realized me being guarded, I felt like it was to prevent myself from being exposed. Mm. 
And the, the Lord was saying for me, like really speaking to my heart, I'm not exposing you. I am protecting you. Mm. You can be open and transparent. It is not this exposing because I equivalent exposing with shame. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's something in me that was like, I just don't want to be shamed. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be blindsided. And just realizing that, oh my goodness, the Lord wants me to be tenderhearted, open. And with that open and vulnerability, yes, there is a cause for hurt. But even greater than the cause for hurt is, wouldn't I rather be hurt loving? than self-protecting and guarded and not experiencing the love. And with this love that the Lord is offering me to, I also actually, you know, I thought I was like, oh, I'm self-protecting so I won't get hurt. But actually what I was doing is keeping the Lord's love out. I was self-protecting so I couldn't receive the love that I really desired, our Mm -hmm. hopes, our our need to become, you know, who He has created me to be fully. And so, yeah, so that all the things, I'm right there with you, Heather. I don't want to look at them. the bitterness, the resentment, mm-hmm. the unforgiveness, the blaming, the critical, mm-hmm. like choose your, you know, choose your cocktail. Which one would you choose like? Choose your, yeah. to pr- pr- like, just act like it's not there. Yeah, it's not there. Keep on going. <laughs> but that's not healthy and that's not real, you know, no. and I'm like really big in like, I want to live in the real life. Like, yeah. I don't want to live in an illusion. I don't want to fall asleep. Like, I want to be awake and alert and living the real life, whatever that takes. Because it's like you've said many times, sister, when we numb the bad, we numb the good too. And then we're just living in this like mediocrity that none of us are called to. Jesus calls us to the full life. Mm -hmm. He offers it to us. Mm -hmm. And so this is what it means is that we will experience pain. And and also there's opportunity for restoration and redemption beyond what we could ever imagine. What about you, sister? What are some of your initial thoughts about this? Yes, I can relate to everything both of you have said. And I think this is such a great topic and conversation because if we all of us if we're very honest like you're saying if we look into the garden of our souls we will all we will see a variety of things we are not none of us are either or we are both and as we and we were just talking about that you know in our recent episode about the woundedness in the church that we see in the garden of our souls uh, things that are really beautiful and really wonderful and that are life-bearing and then we see things many times that need to be uprooted or need to be tended to in a very vulnerable way and that word even vulnerable you know it, in etymology means being able to be wounded. And you see Christ as the one who is tenderhearted. And you know we look at him as the one who suffered everything, suffered more than we will ever suffer, and still remains tenderhearted. His heart is still literally pierced with a lance. His heart receives the the sinners who are mocking him and, and, and choosing forgiveness. And you just showing us, like we've said many times in this podcast, over and over and over again, how to live. And I too was recently convicted and a lot of, uh, I mean, we often talk about Dr. Bob shoots, but I think, you know, we've talked about his book, Be Healed. We did an interview with Dr. Bob and you might want to listen to that again because it talks about, Mm -hmm. he talks about the agreements we make out of pain, the wounds we have that are filled with pain, the lies we believe about ourselves, and the judgments we make about other people. And then the unholy vows we make to try to save ourselves. And I, I think for myself, especially just realizing recently where the Lord very gently, but very firmly convicted me in an own area of my life where I had some judgments about other people that were a pattern in my life that what I was really honest about it, what I was doing, I was trying to protect myself from pain, from being abandoned, right? So that's my thing of like, I, I'm, I'll do anything that I can possibly do not to be abandoned. And so I was judging them, these certain people for kind of how they were treating me or just some things they were doing. And what the Lord so gently, but so honestly convicted me in my own heart is that I was doing those very things, albeit in a different way. And I was passing along that same suffering. I was passing it along. And one of the reasons why it hurt me so deeply is because it was something that I had to attend to in my own heart. And it was, I can't even tell you, it was a very profound, enlightening moment by the Holy Spirit saying, let's just stop right here <laughs> and let's tend to mm-hmm. this this part of your heart where you're trying so hard to protect yourself. 
where you're trying so hard to put distance between yourself and other people. And the truth is that your heart is really hurting here. So I, in the Holy Spirit saying to me, I, I want to sit with you here in this pain and let's talk about the origin of the pain. Mm-hmm. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna protect you. Like I'm going mm-hmm. to protect you. I'm gonna be your protection. I'm gonna be your. I'm the spirit of control. I, you don't have to try to control life or mm. other people or let me do that for you. But could you open your heart to me here and can we talk about the real depth of the rawness of what's going on? So then you don't have to live your life continually judging other people with the illusion of protecting yourself because it's it's never worked and it's not working now. <laughs> you know, it's like mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, well we'll do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, it was so painful, but I it was true. I couldn't deny. It couldn't deny the truth of it. I'm like, Lord, amen, that's true. All right, let's mm. let's do that then. Amen. And it's so funny that you say that because even last week and I was just really praying about, just had a deep, powerful experience just in healing and praying. And then I was like, okay, where areas, like really going back to my word of the year, Lorian, sanctuary, where am I need to be a sanctuary? And I was really praying about some things and I just felt like the Holy Spirit nudging me. He's like, you can't camp camp out at blame and bitterness anymore, girl. Ooh. Like this is your B&B right now. Mm-hmm. Like that's your bread and back is like blame and bitterness. And there's something mm-hmm. for me like blame. Whose fault is it? Whose fault? Like, I just, because for me, and I realized it comes from a lack of control in my childhood. Like, my home life was chaotic, so I just need to figure it out because it's chaotic. Mm -hmm. And the Lord was praying to me, like, really, I mean, the Lord was convicting to me when I was praying. He said, what do I do with chaos? And He reminded me of Genesis. Like, Mm -hmm. He hovers over the chaos. He hovers. He's like, I'm there. And He brought me back to a situation, this makes me cry, when I was younger, and it was chaotic. And He was like, I was there. I was there in the chaos, and I'm here to bring order. Mm -hmm. Like, I am here. So you can let go of the blame. I'm in charge, you know, and for those of us that are very hypervigilant, what I mean hypervigilant, like like we feel like we're the watchman on the wall. Like we have to make sure that mm-hmm. everything happens and everyone's attended to and we're managing mm-hmm. everyone's emotions, feelings, actions, all of the yes. above, because yep. it's not going to, nothing's going to fall on our watch. And that's just an exhausting way to live. And I feel like the majority of us women live like this, mm-hmm. you know, and we feel like originally it comes from a very selfless and loving place. But it can quickly turn to a controlling oh, and a very gosh, yeah. detrimental place, you know, because really we take Jesus off the throne when we mm-hmm. do this. But it's also the Lord, the Father telling us, I have this. You don't have to, you don't have to do this. But it is going back and looking at parts of our story saying, like you did, sister, where does this originate? Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? You know, where does this bitterness come out from? Because I love it. Like we are basing this on Ephesians 4, but also th- in Hebrews, it says like bitterness takes root. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And bitterness takes root and it produces fruit. Mm-hmm. And that fruit is detrimental to our spiritual lives and to our tenderheartedness. And I think especially for women, like we are the heart of our families. We are the heart of culture. You know, so if a woman's heart closes up, that's mm-hmm. not only detrimental to ourselves, but it's detrimental to the whole body. Mm-hmm. It is detrimental to bring forth life and the life that needs to really come in each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely a closer upper. You mm-hmm. know, when I get hurt, like that's that's my mode. Like I want to self-protect. Mm-hmm. And so I pull away. And I, I still do that. I have to fight that, especially in my marriage all the time. Like whenever I feel hurt, I want to pull away. I want to wall up because mm-hmm. I just want the pain to stop, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not like Jake's trying to hurt me. You know, it's not like a really serious situation or something like that. But but that's just my automatic response is to wall up and to just be like, no, I will not let you continue to hurt me. And, and in the end, I've realized that that ends up damaging the relationship even more because it's not just about the one person that offends because to truly reconcile 
while it takes the other person in forgiveness to open up again. It's not mm-hmm. just saying, I forgive you. It's like, I forgive you means I'm going to be vulnerable with you again, that I'm not going to hold this over you. And I'm not going to let this thing continue, like to change the dynamic in our relationship mm-hmm. where there's a friendship that is going to be hindered anymore. And so, I mean, forgiveness in various relationships, sometimes there does need to be boundaries and there, oh, yes. there does need to be things in place. And it is the most appropriate thing to put up boundaries and to distance, you know, so... W- I, I want to say that carefully because that doesn't mean in every relationship or with every mm-hmm. circumstance, you should stay vulnerable and keep allowing yourself to be hurt. But I'm saying when you have two people who, like especially in a marriage, that want to reconcile and who are called to be one and who aren't intentionally trying to hurt each other, that that there is an openness that needs to be chosen but also like lived into. You have to mm. reopen again. And this is how we were made as as women in a particular way. And yeah, it was just making me think too of like when I was saying earlier, we want it all tied up in a nice little bow. And that hasn't been my story. Like, you know, I have a really, had a really tumultuous relationship with my brother when I was young. And we went through, like, after a few years, we went through a time of reconciliation where he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, he kind of came to his senses. He didn't really know what he was putting me through. And, and he truly, like, apologized. And I said, I forgive you. And, you know, like, then we had this friendship begin. But then 20 years later, I there was more layers that came up mm-hmm. that resurfaced, you know, where I was like, I was I was sort of like hit with the gravity of, oh my gosh, what he did really ruined my childhood. He really like stole my childhood yeah. away. And I was faced with the deeper ramifications of what had occurred. And it's like, I needed to choose to forgive again. And it wasn't just in a moment, like I had to go through a bit of a process, like some grieving and some things like that. And I didn't need to talk to him about it. I didn't even need to bring him into it at that point, really. But there was just things in my own heart that I knew if I don't address this now, like it's it's not always just a one-time deal. If I don't address this now, it's going to hinder our relationship again. Like I'll end up not talking to him because now it's getting hard. Now I'm really feeling the effects of what what we've what we went through. So I think for many of us, like the road to forgiveness can be very long. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes at different points in our journey, you know, it's like another layer comes off and we need to be open to addressing that part and to extending forgiveness again and again and again, you know, and, and when we feel bitterness come up or resentment or holding something, it's, we have a decision to make again, you know, to live into that new place. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think there's something what sister was talking about, like there's something about the agreements that we make when these situations mm-hmm. happen. I will never do this or when I do mm-hmm. this or whatever you fill in the blank in those agreements and really coming and really breaking those agreements, like going back and untying the knots. And what does that look for each and every one of us? And sister mentioned it before and we mentioned last, but, you know, Dr. Bob's book, Be Healed, is beautiful when it talks about that. You know, what does it look like to break these agreements? And his sister was here at my house a couple of weeks ago, and she really asked me some hard questions about some certain situations. She's like, I think you need to look at the, some agreements that you've made mm-hmm. and that they're, you know, they need to be broken. And she was spot on, you know, and of course she says it in such a pastoral kind of way. But I, it was really eye-opening for me, and I realized that. And just to go through that process, and like Heather says, it's layers, because mm-hmm. then a situation happened with my husband, and I was vulnerable, and I was very weak and I was vulnerable. And I told him, and then I felt like he 
didn't like Heather was saying, like he doesn't intentionally come in to do it, but he said I had said something earlier, which I thought what I said was no big deal. And then he mm-hmm. said something later that afternoon, which I thought was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And I told him I'm about to Taylor Swift you, you know, like and so I was so mm-hmm. I was so hurt. But I realized and I literally went outside and went for a walk. And I literally had to, I will not make an agreement here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will, mm-hmm. I had to stop myself in and but you know, our listeners know this takes practice. It's a discipline. It's a practice. Mm-hmm. Like to learn the language of your heart and your emotions and what the Lord is saying, this is not, it is simple yet hard at the same time, you know, but it's paying attention to what your heart is saying. And I think for a lot of us, we've ignored what our heart has been saying for so long. We're learning to speak the language of our hearts and our own bodies. And so like to say like, okay, I will not make an agreement here. And then really counting out what do I know is true here? I know that, you know, the truth is Chris is for me and that we are one and that like, but I'm literally like coaching myself. I'm like, okay, what do I know is truth? What do I know is truth? And then coming back and Chris and I had a great conversation reconciled and actually then the attachment is even stronger to one another. The repair. The repair and the attachment. But I, but I was telling sister, it was one of the first times that I had clearer language to express what was going on in my heart. And with that clear language, I also could offer an invitation to Chris to come deeper into my heart because mm-hmm. I knew what, what was going on. And then I said, can you come closer into those areas of my heart right here? And of course, he was more than willing, it, but it's just taking that work. And mm-hmm. it is the holy work. It's sacred ground. Mm-hmm. It is holy work and it's sacred ground. And it's something that we can't do on our own. And when we look at the knots in our life— the knots in our heart, they're there for a reason. They have long stories. And like anything else in life, whether you have a necklace that's knotted or a, an extension cord that's knotted, it, it takes time to to unwork the knots. And to think that we can do it in our own self-reliance, we're horrendously mistaken. We can't. And we have to turn to the Lord and ask the Lord to help us. Lord, right, like, so right now in our life, like all of our listeners are probably thinking of one situation in life where there's a big fat knot. <laughs> and so, and how often in our life, whether even if it's forgiveness, like we've been trying to forgive somebody and we just can't do it. It seems like we can't do it. Or there's a contentious relationship in our life, or we have severe hatred to our parents, or just there's, there's so many facets of it, small things and big things that, you know, we, in recovery programs, we talk about how, how do we grow? It's H-O-W, it's honesty, it's openness and willingness. So honesty, openness, and willingness, because we can't even begin unless we're finally really willing to be honest, at least about one part of it. Maybe you're not ready, maybe we're not ready to be honest about the whole thing yet. But if we could just ask the Holy Spirit, you know, Holy Spirit, what what is the what is the presenting knot in my life right now? And can you help me be honest about that? And that in and of itself will help us along the journey. And it, you know, we're gonna help it's gonna help us understand what's been happening in our heart, the story of it, the facets of it. And that's where really life begins and it continues and it ends. And that the humility of living in the truth, of asking the Holy Spirit, Lord, help me be honest about this, help me to be open and help me to be willing to be willing to, to be willing just to do the next right thing. And, mm-hmm. and so that, and, and I ideally obviously is in community as well. Like we need each other. And this is the beautiful thing about small groups, about our podcast, about our small group community, and then counselors and recovery groups and marriages and things like that, where we're, we're not meant to do this work alone. And so to, to first of all, turn to the Lord and then ideally turn to other people as well and say, Hey, can you help me? <laughs> can, can you mm-hmm. help me with this? I'm really struggling with this. I don't know. And, and the journey's okay. The fact that it takes a lifetime, that's okay. That's all right. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Lord does, just one step at a time, little by little. Mm-hmm. 
And that we're never too old to learn a new oh, way to live, amen. you know? Like we may have done things a certain way. We may have grown up at a family where we were taught that silence is the weapon when someone hurts you Ooh, or yeah. that that just unforgiveness is like, if you hurt me, you're out. Like that's just it. If you I'll break trust you with me, oh, like yeah, you're right. out. Like, mm-hmm. And there's certain cultures mm-hmm. that kind of have mm-hmm. a bit more of that than others as well. But certain people that that's the environment that they grew up in and and it's okay to just say, you know, in poverty before God, like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't, yeah. I've never learned how to do this. Like, will you show me the way of forgiveness? Like, Jesus came to show us the way, to teach us the way, and He is the way. His whole life shows us mm. the path that we can learn and that it's through His grace. So, you know, if we don't get it right, we need to go to confession. We need yeah. to just like bring these parts of our hearts that are little and not just to say, here's where I was wrong, but sometimes to just say, I need the sacrament of healing. Like, I I don't know how to do this here. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to be right. (laughs) And I don't don't know how I'm wrong sometimes. Like, I don't even know where I was wrong. And it's not not to say that it's always your fault, but I think there's different places within our hearts that we just don't know how to do it well. And we can learn a new way. And, And I think it's understanding okay, like what was at the root of that and what are some agreements that I made? Like you're talking about, Michelle, it's a process Mm -hmm. of like learning, okay, what agreement did I make here? What did the enemy try to do? Because he's all about seek, kill, and destroy and like create disunity and to have that overflow into other areas of our life. And so he knows how to slyly manipulate those situations where we are the most vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And and I think that those lies can take a deep root and they affect other relationships. Like I had my dearest friend growing up after many years just walked away from the relationship. There's a lot of reasons, you know, that they had going on, but, but the enemy came in for me with a with a lie of like you're because he didn't seem to hesitate from walking away from the relationship the lie that came to me was heather you're easy to walk away from mm-hmm. like you're an easy mm-hmm. person to walk away from mm-hmm. because you don't really matter that mm-hmm. much you're not that lovable mm-hmm. and that was a deep one it still comes up like it comes up more often than I'd like to admit, like in certain relationships mm-hmm. and sort of like, when is this person going to walk away or because I'm easy to leave, you know, it could happen mm-hmm. at any time. And I'm just like, I have mm-hmm. to again and again, address that lie and address that agreement and to go, I disagree with this. Like, I'm going to actually not agree with it anymore. And I'm going to agree with the truth, but we have to know what the truth is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the steps are, they're not, they're simple, they're just hard to do, mm-hmm. like, and to actually recognize, actually have to do the steps because it doesn't happen automatically. And my heart will close up and it will self-protect and I will just live in the abandonment of all of these lies unless I choose the truth yeah. and I choose forgiveness and I choose Jesus. And that's going to have to happen many, many times, even with mm. the same situation. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Sisters, tell them that story about the sniper. Like, because, you know, mm-hmm. sister told me the story about this priest and the sniper and spiritual attack. And mm-hmm. then she told it to me. And then it was so applicable to my life in a situation later on that week. So tell our listeners that story. 
Yeah, I was giving a, re- a healing retreat to some seminarians, and the rector of the seminary is an exorcist, and he was just really fascinated by the teaching. It was Dr. Bob's teaching on holy desire and just about the wounds, like these very things, about the agreements we make, the wounds, the vows we have. And he, he, we were having lunch one day there at the seminary, and, and Father just, it was really stunning. He said, you know, I, he said, what I realized more and more, he's like, in listening to the teaching, but he said, also in all the work I do with exorcisms and, and delivering people um, to restoration with Christ, he's like, what I realized is that the enemy, Satan, he said, is uh, like a sniper. He said, what we have to understand is that our world is not neutral. Earth is not neutral. Satan was sent to earth. So the world is not neutral. And he said, your wounds are not arbitrary. So he said, what the sniper, he said, what the enemy does is he really, he believes that with an angelic intellect, so the angelic intellect is much higher than a human intellect, the evil one, the enemy can perceive what our destiny might be and where we're called to bear life and what our future might look like. And it is in this very place where he will sow his deepest lie and fire his most painful bullet. So he said, your wounds are not arbitrary. They didn't just happen. He said, those are sown there specifically by the enemy to take you out and to destroy you in the place, the very place you're called to give life. So just hold on just for a second. So let's all think about that for a second. I mean, you can see that that's true. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at mm-hmm. areas of your deepest woundedness and what happened to you, especially in childhood, those were usually even in utero, even in the womb, those can mm-hmm. be inflicted upon us. But then he said this, but he said, but, but in which is something Bob teaches also is that he said, but I really believe it's through the sovereignty of God. So God is sovereign and he is, he is Lord of all time. He's the beginning and the end. He's Alpha and the Omega. God allows the enemy to work there because he knows that through the transformation that takes place, you will be able to bear even more life because of the woundedness, because of the brokenness has been transformed into the resurrection of Jesus Christ than you would ever have been able to bear otherwise. Mm. And he said, that is a stunning reality of providence, that the enemy can never win, the enemy never wins, Mm -hmm. that God is always sovereign over all if we turn to Him and to allow Him to transform our lives. And I I have been thinking about that every day since of, Mm -hmm. because sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. we have our wounds and we hate ourselves because of them, and we end up just fighting ourselves our whole life and other people. And what we don't understand is this, this was a setup. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. was a setup by the enemy that God has already provided the remedy for if we only Mm -hmm. turn to Him. It was so interesting because then last week I was having, like, I had some massive breakthrough in healing and all of that. And then I felt like it was like a frontal assault. Mm. And then I was like losing my bearings where I couldn't, you know, like where you can't figure out which way is up and which way is down. Is this sinfulness or is this an assault or is this woundedness? Like I couldn't figure out. I'm like, Lord, I feel like something is coming after me. And Sister Miriam had told me this. And I was thinking this, and I said, is this situation an assault, like is, you know, like a flat out attack on an area that like, and I even said, are you trying to bring glory in this area? And it is an assault. And so I'm thinking this as I'm walking into the grocery store, you know, down the neighborhood, our grocery store. So I'm thinking all these things, you know, deep thoughts instead of thinking of your grocery list, girls, deep thoughts. So I walk in and there's this older gentleman and our carts were going the same way. And he's like, excuse me. He's like, I'll let you on my path. And I was like, it's okay. And I look up and he has a baseball cap on and it says Vietnam War vet sniper on the middle <laughs> of his baseball cap. And it was just like the Holy Spirit is like, girl. Can I tell you? So I was like, okay, this is like discernment for dummies. (laughs) Yes, this is a frontal attack here, girl. Mm -hmm. You know, but it was such a confirmation. Like in one, I just love when the Holy Spirit spun like that. But two, it was such a confirmation. Like he's trying to take you out. 
you know, but the Lord's mm-hmm. like, what am I going to do here, Michelle? And mm-hmm. it was. It was a combination of brokenness, sinfulness, and attack. It was like a perfect storm, mm-hmm. you know, and that's usually the way he works. He blends all of them together, and then he attacks through that area. And so he knows our weaknesses, so he goes after them. But like what Sister said, isn't that amazing, though? It's like almost, ah, oh, isn't that so cool, though? Our greatest weaknesses, though, are the ways— God's greatest glory is going to be shown through us Mm -hmm. if it is Mm -hmm. surrendered and redeemed and restored through the power of Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the only way. Yep. Where I'm weak, there he is strong. Mm -hmm. And and we literally need to live into that. Like these things have to move beyond things that we've read or something in our head into something that we like live into. Like, Jesus, I cannot do this on my own power. I can't forgive like you forgive. Like we need grace of God to do that. And, And we are we are made in His image. We are children of God. We've been baptized. We have everything that we need at our disposal. And I, I don't think that we we can understand or lean into that as much as it's like we have this rich treasure that we never touch, you know? It's time to do things beyond our capacities, and that means leaning into the power of God in a new way. And so we look at at the history of, for many of us, you know, it's like, well, I, I need to forgive my mom for not wanting me, you know, even in the womb. Like, mm-hmm. I need to forgive my dad for being distant. I need to forgive my this isn't my story. I'm just saying for for everybody, like there's different wounds that we all have. I need to forgive my siblings. I need to forgive teachers who told me I was stupid. I need to forgive the messages that I needed to perform to be noticed or that I needed to be seen and not heard. And I need to forgive people who took advantage of me and who weren't there, who said things they shouldn't have said or didn't say things that they should have said. I need to forgive people who cut me out, who abandoned me, who like there's all of these places. We cannot do this on our own power. It's too much. It's too big. It's impossible without God. But like I said in our last episode, all things are possible. And this is what that means in action. You know, we've heard that. We're like, yeah, I know, I know. Okay, well, then we need to live into it. You know, His grace is available. And I just want to just reiterate that because I think we can just be caught with so much hopelessness around these situations of like, it'll never change. I'm always going to deal with this. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be this issue in our relationship. So... Amen. Let's just open wide the door, especially in this season yeah. of Easter. Would it be okay if we prayed? Would that be all right? I love that. That would love be that. lovely, sister. Yeah. So let's just ask. We just we just ask you, Holy Spirit, you who are the who you who are love, you are the Spirit of peace. We we ask that you would just descend upon each one of us right now. Any place we might be afraid or overwhelmed or hurting. Any places that you have opened our hearts to during this episode that we have unforgiveness or bitterness. We just ask that you'd be with us there, Holy Spirit. I just pray that the gentleness of your love would just gently begin even now just to cover that knot in our hearts. Just that your healing love, Holy Spirit, would penetrate those places that are even unknown to us. Places that might seem impossible. Just pray that your healing love would descend into all those places. And Jesus, I pray that you would speak a word to each one of us at this very moment. What do you want us to know about your love for us right here in this place in our heart? 
How do you love us here and see us here? And Jesus, we surrender this knot in our heart to you. We hold it out in our hands in front of you, acknowledging we've tried many times to fix it ourselves. And we ask that even though it might be really scary, just give us the courage to surrender this place to you. Just in your immense kindness, Lord, how attentive you are to these very deep places. And that you are not overwhelmed, you are not in a hurry, and you are sovereign over all things. Mother Mary, we as women especially, we come to you as Our Lady Undoer of Knots. We just ask for your intercession, for your love here, for your maternal solicitude here, for these places of our hearts. And we ask, Mother, that you would pray for us here, please. Bring our hearts to your Son here and help undo these places that have long eluded us. We pray for healing in our hearts. We pray for healing in our relationships, our marriages, our churches, our communities, our world. Jesus, we pray that your deep love would descend as the seed of new life into all of our souls. Father, we thank you for loving us, for never leaving us nor forsaking us, and always calling us home to your heart. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Thanks, sister. So, <laughs> we'll take a nap now. I just kind of want to curl up. I know. I know. I know. Like, that was so se- nice. Yeah, like how are we segueing into one thing? Okay, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm having a moment here, people. I know. Mm-hmm. And so you might just need to do that. I mean, you just might need to stop the podcast and just go for it, have a moment, and just sit with the Lord. Obviously, that was a very short reflection, but whatever the Lord wants to do there. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that for my one thing, I, I'm just going to offer a little PDF file of a prayer forgiveness of, of, st- of a step-by-step process of forgiveness that might be helpful to you. A, a dear friend of mine, Father John Burns, and I often give talks about forgiveness. And so this is something that uh, we give out to people when we give this talk. And it just is a helpful journey from uh, a psychologist, Dr. Enright, and then from Dr. Bob Schutz of just a, a place where you can bring your heart. And sometimes we don't know how to forgive. And so this might be a helpful tool for you on your journey to print out and put in your journal or put on your nightstand. And it's something that I practice all the time whenever I struggle with forgiveness whether it's big or small to bring people to the foot of the cross and just ask the Lord to do that so I just like to offer that for our listeners uh, uh, one thing the PDF on on how to forgive how do you do it so Miss Heather what about you dear well sister I'm gonna do something that you won't do which is my one thing is your book Loved as I am, an invitation to conversion, healing, and freedom through Jesus. I know that a lot of our listeners have read it, but I'm sure there's many that don't even know it exists. And it's just a powerful book testimony, and I think like an inspiration for what God can do. And so I just want to offer that to those of you who haven't read it. I would highly encourage you to buy this book and read it and and work through it to let the Lord work through it on your own heart. So. Mm. Thank you, friend. That blesses me. Michelle? I love that. And so my one thing is just a great... 
this is really funny coming from me, but it's actually a recipe. And so <laughs> it's actually Yay. this amazing fig rosemary sauce that you can put on beef what? or anything. That sounds very fancy, mm. Michelle Benzinger. I like this. I made it. And actually one of our uh, people that we do life with young adults, Michaela, made it. And I don't mm. think either one of us would uh, claim to be cooks. And so I made it the other day and put it over ground beef and like people. It makes me look legit. Like, let me just tell you. You know, it's rosemary fig <laughs> sauce. And so, yeah, it's good. So I'll post the recipe in our show notes. And so, wow. Well, I can't wait. I'm going to try it. Very impressed. I know. Seriously. Talk about glory coming through wounds. Here we go. Right here. My <laughs> cooking. Yeah. Woo. Uh, so... <laughs> Oh, I love it. Well, dear listeners, thank you for being with us. And we just ask the Lord to continue to speak to all the places in our hearts where he wants to bring us home and set us free. So until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com where you can find all the show notes, links to our one thing, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of its content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member, and you will receive monthly individual videos from Michelle, Heather, and I, as well as other exclusive content, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together. Thank you and God bless you.